0: Love Talk Radio. I'm going to have a new revelation of of the Father. By the time this whole thing is over, and um, just be able to go on even deeper from this point. Yeah. Is anyone else excited about that? Yeah. So uh, I I have been um, leading worship for a really long time now, and I've I've had the honor of getting to go lots of different places, lots of churches all around the world. And as I've been going out and God's been opening doors and, and really just um, taking us into uh, lots of different kinds of churches and lots of different kinds of worship, there's something that has, like, burned in my heart. And I, I told the Lord, I, I don't want to just be a talent. I don't want to just be a great voice. I don't want to just be a songwriter. I, I want to leave my mark on this world. It, anyone else ever feel that way <laughs> come on revivalist yes and um i just begin to ask god god what what does worship what do you want worship to look like as we're moving forward and we're going deeper with you and as as we get a new revelation of who you are every time we come into your presence what Where is worship going? What does it look like? And I began to think about, you know, throughout history, our, our worship has changed. You know, there was a time when instruments were not even welcomed into a church. And there was a time that it was, okay, well, you can maybe have an organ or a piano, but don't you dare bring the drums into the church. You know, we've, we've come a long ways over history from what our music looks like and where it's been in our worship. And 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 currently, the place that we're at, this is not, um, I'm not saying this is a negative thing. I'm just making a statement of this is where we are. But most of our church services, um A lot of you probably can identify with this, but the majority of our church services kind of look like this. We start with our kind of praise songs, our kind of faster songs, and it's kind of like, okay, everybody, come on in, come on, get focused. We're going to get ready to worship Jesus. Everybody here, come on, come on in, get ready, get ready. And then we kind of transition into our kind of in-between songs, and then it's like, okay, we're going to go a little deeper now. Are you ready? We're going to get a little deeper. Everyone paying attention? Paying attention? Okay. We're going a little deeper. And then we have kind of our, our intimate worship songs, and it's kind of like, okay, we're here. We're spending time with Jesus. We're encountering his presence. We're worshiping him. And then depending on your pastor, your worship will end with a, a fast song, like a hallelujah praise to Jesus, woo, or a yes, thank you, Lord. You know what I'm talking about? Did I just describe everyone's worship service? Yeah. (laughs) And again, this isn't a bad thing. This is just where we are right now. But I'm thinking about the future, and I'm thinking about where we're going and what worship looks like. And when I started to ask the Lord about that, he reminded me of a period of time in my life when I first really fell in love with Jesus. And that was when I when I first came to Bethel Church, I I started going to the church for a little bit before I started attending Bethel School Ministry. And while I, I was at the school, one day they had auditions for the worship team. And in my mind I thought, Well, I can sing so maybe I should go audition for the worship team because I'm looking for a way to get plugged in, get connected, meet some people at the school. And immediately as I have this thought of going to audition for the worship team, the Lord says to me, Kim, I don't want you to audition for the worship team. I don't want you to even tell anybody that you sing or that you're interested in singing or that you can sing. I don't, I don't want you to do any of that. I want you to just learn to hear my voice. Learn to to have a, a relationship and a connection with me. Learn what what I sound like when I'm speaking to you, and I I want to give you identity. And this I I fell apart actually, to be honest with you, when this happened because I felt like there wasn't a lot of things that I was good at. I tried going to to college, and to be honest, I wasn't very good at that. I had a hard time with my grades, and um, you know I've heard Danny say this before, and and I'm with him. They they just didn't know how to teach a creative genius. I'm sure that that's what it was. And um, I, I was struggling, and and um, I I like running. I like some sports, but I wouldn't really consider myself an athlete. So I don't really have that going for me. And when you took everything else away, the one thing that I had that I knew I could do, that I knew I was good at, was singing. And so the moment that the Lord came and moved that away, I just felt like, who am I? What am I doing? What is my place? And all of a sudden, it's like God began to just kind of strip me down and start rewiring me. And he just kept speaking over and over and over. Your identity is simply just in being my daughter. Your identity just lies simply in the fact that you belong to me. You are mine. And as this is happening, suddenly I just fell so head over heels, out of my mind, crazy in love with Jesus. Every single free moment that I had was spent with him in his presence. My day looked like this. I would get up in the morning and I'd go to work. When I was done with work, I'd go to school in the afternoon. And after school, you could find me either at the prayer house or you would find me in my bedroom, locked away, just spending time with Jesus, just as much time as I could. And I would do anything and everything that made me feel close to him and made me feel connected to him. I would, I would read my Bible. I would paint. I would write. I would soak. I would pray. I would do anything that just made me feel close to him. And all of a sudden, in this time, as I'm falling so in love with him, it's like everything else faded. And it didn't matter anymore what I did or what I became because the only thing that really mattered to me was that I had his presence, that I had him. And I felt like at that moment, he could have led my life anywhere. I I, I would just follow him wherever he wanted me to go because the only thing that mattered was just that he was there and that I was with him. And as I'm asking God, okay, Going back up, current time. I'm asking God, what does worship look like? Where are you, where do you want worship to go? Where are you taking us? And He brings me back to this time, to this moment when I fell in love, and the only thing in my sight was Him. i got my eyes fixed on Him, and as I'm taking each and every step, suddenly I would open my eyes and look around and go, How did I get here? Suddenly I'm leading worship, and suddenly I'm I'm doing these different things. How did I get here? I didn't even know because my eyes were just fixed on him the whole time, just watching him. And where is he going? What is he doing? Because I just want to be where his presence is. And as I'm asking the Lord about the worship, and he's bringing me back to this time, I suddenly have this revelation. Worship is not... Songs. And worship is not instruments, and it's not dancing, and it's not painting. All of those things are expressions of worship. The worship just simply defines this relationship, this connection that we have with Jesus. It is all about a relationship. It is all about a connection to him and to his presence. In worship, it is him pouring out his presence and his spirit on us and his love on us. And us, in turn, responding with love that we pour back out on him. It's this, this never-ending cycle happening. And to be full is not to the rim, right? To be full is to be overflowing. And to be overflowing, there's got to be a constant pouring in and a constant flowing out right? Because what would what would the music be without his presence? What would the words on the screen and all the instruments be apart from him? It's just noise. But it's all about his presence. It's all about him and encountering him. And I really believe that we, we were created it's literally in our DNA to receive rest- to the sound of his voice, to respond to his presence. He created us that way. He created us to respond to his love. The Bible says that we love God because he first loved us. Do you remember that verse? Yes? I really believe that it's because we get one taste of his love and we cannot help but fall so crazy in love with him. It's the truth. All it takes is one encounter with God's love, and you cannot help but be changed. And sometimes I feel like a broken record. (laughs) I'm talking about it and singing about it all the time, all the time. God's love, God's love. But it's because... I know, I know what happens when you encounter his love. I, I have lived that change. I have lived that experience. And you know what I believe with all my heart? Are you ready for this? I really think that if you are not passionate about your relationship with Jesus, if you are not passionate about worshiping him, it is because you don't know yet how much he loves you. that's the truth because when you know and i am not talking about i know jesus loves me because the b-i-d-l-e tells me so and i learned it in bible school i'm not talking about that i'm talking about i know that i know that i know that my father is crazy about me i have that revelation alive and moving and breathing inside of me the word says that God is love you know that tells me that tells me that love is something that is alive it is something that should be felt moving breathing alive inside of us it's not just a word it's not just a pretty word that we put in our songs. it's not just something we just say just randomly love is alive Love is something to be felt. It is something to be burning inside of us. The love of our Father. Now, can you imagine what your corporate times of worship, when you come together with church, your home group, wherever it is that you meet together and you worship, can you imagine what your corporate times of worship would look like if everybody came with this kind of understanding and revelation that it's about this connection and what if they had gone through their entire week fighting to maintain that connection because this is what happens we have life we have stress and jobs and school homework kids There's all these different things happening and going on, all these different things throughout our week that are fighting for our attention, for our time, for our devotion, for our energy, all these different things. And to maintain this constant connection with him, we have to fight for that. But can you imagine what it would be like if on Sunday morning, everybody came having fought for that connection, and they're there, they're ready to go right into God's presence. And the reality, the reality is, I don't need a fast praise song to get me excited to worship Jesus. Right? Because sometimes, okay, if we're really honest, sometimes the the cycle that we get in is that we go throughout our week, we lose that connection somewhere along the way. And we come on Sunday and we say, okay, pastor, okay, worship team, get me connected again. And we go through the motions. We get reconnected. We have a great encounter with Jesus. We leave refreshed, filled up, ready to go. We head back into our work week, our school week, whatever it is, and somewhere along the way, we're losing that again. But how much deeper could we go? How much deeper, how much more of God It, right, and going and saying, but God, why did the bad things happen? I've talked to lots of people over the years when I, when I started talking about this, people who have gone through different traumas or loss and different things, and they have that same question that would burn inside of them, the, the why. And to be quite honest, I didn't really hear it talked about a lot. In church or anywhere because I don't know if people just really had a great answer. And I realized at some point that this is what was happening. I could only get so close to God. And I was so hungry for him, but because my heart, I was living with this offense in my heart, this offense that he didn't look how I wanted him to look. And he didn't show up how I wanted him to show up. And he didn't even show up when I wanted him to show up. And I couldn't understand why I had that question burning. Why Why did the bad things happen? And suddenly when this revelation hit me, that this thing, this offense that I was holding in my heart was standing in between me and him, and it was preventing me from getting closer to him. It's like I hit this breaking point where I was so desperate to be closer to him, and to be closer in his presence, that I just hit, hit the moment of just breaking down, and I just said, God, I want you more than I want the answers, and it took me a long time to get there, and it was a fight, and if I'm really honest with all of you today, I'll just be super honest, that's still something I do every day. Every day, I still say, God, I want you more than I want the answers. And even though I don't understand, you and I may have some long conversations when I get to heaven, but right now, here on earth, I cannot have any offense in my heart. I cannot afford to carry anything in my heart that would stand in between me and his presence. And I had to make that sacrifice to lay it down and to put it aside and say, God, my hunger for you far outweighs my hunger for understanding or the answers or to have it all perfectly clear in my head. Can anyone else relate to this? Okay. Yeah. The other thing that really helped in maintaining this connection and fighting for this connection, you know, there were so many times that I would come and I I would get before God and I would just wait on Him. I would pray, I would read my Bible, and I would feel like nothing is happening. I wouldn't hear anything. There wouldn't be any crazy blue angels showing up and speaking to me. Um, there wasn't an audible voice. There, I wasn't being sucked up into some vortex in heaven and floating around in space experiencing Jesus. Okay, there was n- nothing like that. I'm just sitting there and it's just quiet and it's just me pressing into God. And so many times when we're in that moment, people have a tendency, including myself, to get frustrated, to get nabbed, to get impatient. You just want to walk away, to have that offense of you're not showing up how I think you should or when I think you should. And you know what I did? Every single time that was happening, this battle is kind of waging in my mind, I would tell myself, even though I don't feel anything right now, I know that one day I will live in the fruit of this moment. And that is the truth. <laughs> I can say that, right now where where i'm living in my life in this moment in this season just just being here right now this is the fruit of that moment those many moments actually a long time ago of hours and hours of sitting and just waiting on god and just pressing in pouring out my heart pouring out my heart pouring out all that i can on him Whether or not I heard anything or saw anything or had any radical encounter, I just kept saying, I know. I know that I will live in the fruit of this moment one day. And I kept pressing in. These are like the two keys, okay, for this connection. Fighting for that relationship. No offense in the heart. And pressing in, knowing that one day we'll live in that fruit of that moment. And I still do that to this day. Even now, in my life, when I have those moments, I still tell myself, one day I will live in the fruit of this moment. I just want to share a verse. we're gonna um go into worship here pretty soon. I love this first john three eighteen, Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue but with action and in truth. Let us not love with just words on a screen, but with action, with truth, with all that we are. Let us pour out our love on Jesus. Let's give him all that we are and all that we have, because isn't he deserving of that kind of love? Doesn't he deserve all that we are and all that we have to pour out and to give to him? This, then, is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts, (laughs) and he knows everything. I love this verse. It brings me so much peace that no matter what is going on, on the outside, no matter what I'm feeling, no matter what kind of life may be trying to get in, his voice is louder and his love is bigger. And he's so much bigger than all of the outside stuff. And it's so much easier to hear that, to hear his voice, to know his love, to have that moving and breathing alive inside of you when you have had an encounter with God's love. And if you have not had an encounter with God's love. I am so believing that that is going to happen for you during our time together here. So your heart can be at rest in his presence. It's what I want every day, every day, that my heart would be at rest in his presence. Before we go into worship, I just want to share with you guys my encounter with God's love that I had. Some of you might have heard bits and pieces of it before. But I really believe that um, as I'm sharing this, that God's just going to release a grace in this room. For you to have your own encounter with God's love, whatever it looks like, however he wants to do it, I had a a pretty rough weekend, and I was driving from out of town back into Reading, and it was a Sunday night, and we had a guest worship leader that night. His name's Anthony Skinner. Anyone know that name? Yes? And uh, I got in, and I was walking up towards the front, and I saw Chris Ballatin, and I kind of which falling apart, I just needed a dad, and he looked at me, and he knew it, he thought, and he just went, (laughs) and I ran over there, and I hugged him, and I just was crying, worship started, and all of a sudden, and let me just remind you again, okay? This is not a normal thing for me, to just have these encounters, but I have one, and I just live off of that until the next one. (laughs) So, I had this encounter, all of a sudden I see Jesus standing in front of me, and he's reaching for me like this, like he wants me to come to him, and I was terrified, I I felt like I couldn't go to where he was, I felt, I felt ashamed, I felt scared, I felt like I didn't deserve to be close to him, I couldn't even look him in the face, and Jesus is completely irresistible I always say that there are three things in my life that are completely irresistible to me One is of course Jesus number two is my husband and number three is chocolate (laughs) Completely irresistible Anyway So irresistible I go to Jesus I fall in his arms and As I'm laying in his arms, I'm still feeling kind of afraid to really even look at him. All of a sudden, this thought comes into my mind, and I know this is not my thought. I would never, ever, ever in a million trillion years think this. And I think I need to ask him two questions. I need to ask him, how much do you love me, and what were you thinking when you created me? And as this thought comes into my mind, I'm thinking, no way. I am not asking those questions. Now, here's what you need to know about me and why I'm so afraid to ask those questions. One is, when I was a little girl, I had heard someone say something. And long story short, I got it in my head somehow that I was a mistake. I thought that I was supposed to be born a boy. But I was born a girl, and God made a really big mistake, and now here I am, just this big mistake, and I literally believed that my entire life. And to ask God, what were you thinking when you created me? I really believed that he would say to me, well, I made a mistake, and I was trying to make a boy and came out a girl, and now I'm just trying to make the best of the bad situation." I know, it sounds ridiculous, huh? That's really what I believe. It's crazy. And then to ask him how much do you love me, I felt like he'd say, well, you're a mistake, so how much could I love you? I mean, I think you're okay. I mean, this is what's going through my head. I know this sounds crazy, but these are the kind of lies that I was believing. And all of a sudden, out loud, in the natural, outside of my vision, okay, over the microphone, Anthony Skinner says, you need to ask God two questions. And my heart starts counting. What? You need to ask God, how much do you love me? And what were you thinking when you created me? What? So now, now I feel like the little kid that just got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. That's how I feel. I feel completely exposed. I felt so angry, like, Anthony, you just said it out loud in front of everybody. Now everybody knows, and he probably hurt you. No, I have to ask. I was so upset. And finally, I'm just, I'm trembling, and I can see myself in Jesus' arms just, just trembling and shaking. I can't even look at him. And finally, I get the courage and let me tell you, my courage was about this big, but thank the Lord, that is all you need. You just need that much courage, okay? I finally say, how much do you love me? I'm kind of scared. And all of a sudden, Jesus pushed me down, <laughs> and he starts stretching out his arms, okay? They're each going out each way, and it looks like stretch arms junk. And a lot of times I say Stretch Armstrong, and some of the younger people don't know who I'm talking about, okay? He was a superhero. And by the way, that makes me feel old, and I am not old, okay? <laughs> so if you don't know who Stretch Armstrong is, you need to Google him. But he's like a superhero, and his arms and legs and stuff are like stretch out like spaghetti noodles, like forever. And you're like falling off a cliff, and he'd be like, oh, oh, like save you, okay? So Jesus Okay, his arms are like stretching out forever and ever, and I'm looking and looking and I can't see the end. I, I can't see where it's ending. And he starts laughing. And he goes, "I love you this much!" <gasps> and he's laughing hysterically. And then I start laughing. I'm cracking up. I'm I'm suddenly like I'm I'm becoming like so full of joy, and I'm just like what? You love me that much? I can't even see the end. It's going on forever and ever and ever. Oh my goodness, I can't you love me that much. This this crazy happiness is like welling up inside of me and I'm laughing with him and, and in the end of it I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need to ask that other question. Nah hey, I'm good. Hey, we made some great progress today. This has been wonderful. We should do this again sometime. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Like, this is how I am, okay? And a few months later, two months, I'm at the prayer house, and it's like really early in the morning. It, I liked to go there when the sun was coming up, and I, I just, and pray and watch the sun come up, which, by the way, that is a miracle in itself, because I am not a morning person. <laughs> There's like this period of time in my life where, I don't know, it's just the Lord, but anyway, so I'm there, and nothing is going on, you know, out of the ordinary, I'm just sitting, I'm reading the Bible, and all, I, I have my, my back to the door, and all of a sudden, I feel the presence of the Lord literally walk into the room, and I just, I mean, I I, I suddenly felt this, almost like the fear of the Lord, this, this trembling inside of me, and I can feel him walking towards me, close to me, and I suddenly have this revelation, he has come for that question, and I am freaking out, and there is nowhere to go. There is only one door, and it is on the other side of him. <laughs> and I am stuck. And I feel him just come right up to me. His presence is so strong. I can't even turn. I'm just sitting there like this. And just my heart is pounding. And I feel him saying, Kim, please ask me that question. And I'm like, oh, I see Jesus. Good morning. I'm great. I don't need to ask that question. I'm doing so good. Have you seen how good I'm doing lately? <laughs> the nervous laugh. And Jesus is like, please, please ask me that question. Ah, you know, I'm good. I'm good. Jesus. Hey, hey, you know what? It's alright. It's alright. It's all, right. all cold. We're cool. We're cold, Jesus. And I feel him again. Please. Please ask me that question. And again, he is completely irresistible. And I fall on the floor. I start sobbing like I do in his presence. And I finally say to him, Jesus, what were you thinking when you created me? And suddenly, I'm standing with Jesus, and just in front of me is God the Father. And he's got a table in front of him. And he reaches into his heart and he rips this chunk off of his heart. And he throws it on the table. And it's suddenly like clay or Play-Doh. <laughs> and he starts molding it and shaping it. And I'm like, Jesus, what is he doing? What, what's he making? What is he making? And all of a sudden I see he makes me. I'm there on the table. And he reaches over and he grabs this box and brings it over and he sets me inside the box. And you know those little jewelry boxes that little girls have where you open it up and it plays music and the little ballerina, like, twirls? Hello? You know what I'm talking about? No? Do they not make those anymore? My goodness. I'm not old, okay? And um, it was a box like that. And he shuts the box and he gets in front of it and he's like, Really excited. He kind of looks around and he opens the box real fast like that. And when he does, inside, I start twirling and dancing and singing to him and worshiping him. And he goes, Woo! he runs around, he runs around, and he comes up, and he closes the box, and he's like, and he throws it open again, and he's like, Woo And he starts running around, and circles again, he comes back over, and he closes it again, and every, I mean, this is going on, and on, and on, and on, and, on. and it's so crazy, he gets so excited every single time, it reminded me of those little kids with the, the jack-in-the-box, and they're like shocked every single time it pops up, as if they don't know it's gonna do that, right? It was like that, I was like, it's like he was so surprised and so happy every single time. And I'm I'm standing with Jesus watching this, going, What is happening? What is what is this? Why why is he so happy? And all of a sudden he reaches in the box and he picks me up and he puts me in the palm of his hand. And I go from being there watching with Jesus to being in the palm of the father's hand. And he's bringing me close to him, like this. And I'm watching, like, what's happening? What's going on? I'm getting, like, closer and closer. And all of a sudden, I see his heart. And I see this outline in his heart. It was that spot where he ripped that chunk off of his heart. And as I'm getting closer and closer, all of a sudden, he just slides me right into that spot. And I fit like a perfect puzzle piece. It was like a perfect fit. And as I'm sitting there in his heart, he just says to me, Kim, this is what I was thinking when I created you. I created you from this place right here. I knew exactly what I was doing. You are not a mistake. You are made perfectly how I imagined and designed. I made you simply because you make me happy. You bring me joy. And guess what? You, I think you're funny. You make me laugh. That's what he's telling me. And he says, this is the place where I created you from, and this is the place where I have brought you back, and this is the place where you stay right here in my heart, in my presence. And all of the lies just dissipated like that. They melted away. All the lies were were just completely gone, and in one Moment. My entire life changed. I could never be the same after that. One encounter with God's love. That's all it takes. And we were created to respond to His love. I really believe that. In my opinion, the best worship is the worship where everyone in the room encounters God's presence and releases the worship that's inside of them. I had someone tell me one time, I was talking about worship, and they, they raised their hand, they had a question, they said, you know what, when you say, when you're leading worship and you say things like, sing out, let's sing this, or whatever it is, this person said, I don't like that because I can't sing. And so what am I supposed to do? And I said, you know what? <laughs> if I could not sing, I would find some way to pour out my love on Jesus. Either every single person around me would be plugging their ears because I am belting out of the top of my lungs even though I can't sing. Or I would be like a dancing maniac. I mean, I would find some way to get out my love and my passion for Jesus. (laughs) Because when you are in love, it's not about all those things. It's about this relationship. Those things are just all the expressions, all the many ways that we can express this relationship and this love. Why don't I stand up? Are you guys feeling ready to worship? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go ahead and just put your hands on your heart. And I'm just going to pray. God, Let this revelation become alive inside of us, God. Let this revelation become so real in us, Father. Let it burn so deep inside of us, God. Lord, I ask for every person here that they would have an encounter with your love, God. And maybe if they've already had an encounter with your love, Jesus, that you would just give them more. God, that each one of us would literally just encounter you in our times of worship. God, that we would go deeper and deeper and deeper each time, Father. Lord, that we would not let in the way, Father, of your presence and of of loving you and of receiving your love. God, that this entire atmosphere would just be Soaked and drenched in your love and your presence, God. Holy Spirit, would you come and would you just flow through this building right now and would you just move on our hearts and draw us closer to You, Father. Would You come and break down walls and barriers that stand in the way? Jesus, would You just in, just put such a a courage? I just really courage in this room right now. Courage to lay down the offense. Courage to lay down the fear. Courage that says, God, I want You. More than I want answers. I want you more than anything, Father. God, that there would be such a hunger. my Okay.
1: Beautiful You are me.
2: Praise God, we're back. Welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog and I'll be your host tonight. It's eleven eleven, and I just wanted to have an extended worship set. If you guys tuned in the first oh about the first forty-five to fifty minutes, we had a uh, just a message by Kim Walker, who is a worship leader/slash minister out of uh, Bethel, California. She goes to Bill Johnson's church. And she was just sharing a little bit about worship and being intimate with God. You know, one thing she said that kind of got a hold of me is that she got to a place in her life where she was more concerned about having God than having the answers. She was more concerned about knowing who God was than knowing the answers, You know, and a lot of times we go through disappointments, we go through situations in our lives that sort of knock the wind out of us. And it it causes us to kind of sit there trying to pick up the pieces and questioning why and doubting and and disbelieving and, and drawing back from the things of God many times. And I know in my own life this has happened, and I've seen it happen in many people's lives. Where we get to a place where, because things don't happen the way we thought they should, things don't happen the way we want them to, or we don't see our prayers get answered, or the circumstance in life lives just seem to be so overbearing. And in our minds, we think, well, God, you could have changed this. You could have fixed this. You could have done this this way. Or you could have had things turn out a certain way. And because we don't see them, we, we're full of questions. We're full of whys. Why did this happen, God? And why didn't you do this, God? You know, but sometimes we have to come to a place in our life where we're more concerned about having him and knowing him, experiencing and encountering his presence, than trying to figure out why. You know, the Bible says the mind is unfruitful of the things of the spirit. And you can spend a whole lifetime walking with an offense in your heart, staying bitter, walking with unforgiveness. And it'll literally ruin you on the inside, which in turn begins to affect everything on the outside. Rather than just allowing God and his presence and his sovereignty and his holiness to come into your lives, trusting him that he's going to turn things around. He's going to make things better. He's going to get you on the right track. You know, sometimes we spend so much time focusing on all the negative. And we may very well be surrounded by negative experiences. We may have circumstances pressing on every side of us. You know, we don't get into a lot of our stuff on the show uh, only because it would probably bring everybody down if they knew how much stuff we go through on a regular basis. uh, Just in our everyday You know, just trying to keep our head above water and trying to make it sometimes, life gets really hard, whether it's financial or relational, circumstantial, ministerial, whatever it is. Life gets really hard. And, you know, it takes a risen Savior. It takes the Holy Spirit. It takes the wisdom of God just to get through life just to get through some of the situations and some of the circumstances that that we face. So, you know, just want to pray for everybody. Let's open up, up in prayer. Just want to welcome all the guests that are here tonight. We've got our Sister Wendy, Brother Reno, Grandma 47, a couple guests. Lost X, No X, No More, Nikki John, Radio P.I. Just want to lift you guys up, lift you girls up to the Lord. Well, Father, we just give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor tonight. And, Lord, we just ask, Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done in our midst. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would touch and minister to everybody on the show, everybody in the chat room, everybody that's listening by phone, everybody that's listening by our time. And, Father, we pray, Lord God, for those that are going through hard times, hard circumstances. They've gone through loss, gone through times of grief. And Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would just give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for that spirit of heaviness, Lord. And we pray, Father, that you would just draw every man, every woman, every child, every teenager to your feet, to your heart. Lord, draw them close to you. And, Father, replace, Lord God, the chaos and confusion with your peace and your love. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would touch every man, every woman tonight, Lord God, that needs your presence, that needs your touch. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do tonight. We're not here for a Bible study or a sermon or a teaching or theology, but we're here to have an encounter with the living God. We're here, Father, so that your presence and that your glory would touch every person that's with us tonight. Lord, you said if we were gathered together, two or more, Father, you would be in our midst. That Father, as we praise you, Father, you would inhabit the praise of your people. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you comfort every heart, that you would pour in your oil, Father, that you would pour in your presence and your glory, Father. Let people feel you tonight, Jesus. Let people feel that special touch from heaven. Lord, change and turn the atmosphere around, Father God, where everybody is tonight. Lord, change the atmosphere where they're sitting, where they're standing, where they're laying down, and let them know that you are in their midst. Let them know that you are in our midst. Father, we just pray, Lord God, we declare that you are a good God, Lord. And even though we don't understand why things are the way they are, we don't understand why things turn out the way they do sometimes, Father. We choose tonight, Father, to to get to know you, to experience you, To draw close to you, Lord, and, and to want to know you instead of just wanting to know why. Wanting to know all the answers. Lord, we just declare you are the answer, Father. And you take every situation and you turn it around, Father. You turn it around to bring glory and honor to your name. You turn it around for the good, Father. So, Lord, we just pray tonight, Holy Spirit, touch every person. Heal those that need healing, Father. We declare, Lord God, that you are a healer, Jehovah Rapha, that by the stripes of Jesus we are healed. Lord, you came to take our pain, Lord. You came to absolve us from our pain, Lord. That's why you took it on the cross, and we pray, Lord God, replace, Lord God, the emotional chaos with joy, with a peace, with a love your presence, and let them feel that you're near them, Lord, draw them close, draw them close to you, never let them go, draw them close to you, Lord, and let them know that you're drawing near to them, Lord, I pray, Father, just to help everybody. Bless everybody tonight, Lord. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your goodness, Lord, that's here. Father, we just declare, Lord, that you're a living God. That you're a living God. You're a living God. And, Lord, you meet the needs, Father. You supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And, Father, you are coming after those that are hungry in their hearts, hungry for an encounter, hungry for a touch. Lord, you said the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. You've anointed us, Lord. And it's your anointing that breaks every yoke. It's your anointing that destroys and breaks every yoke. In Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for your holy word tonight. We thank you for your holy word tonight, Lord. Father, you said in your word, the spirit of the Lord God is upon us. You've anointed us to preach good tidings to the meek. Shed us to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, open the prison to them that are bound. So tonight we declare that those that are bound would be set free. We declare tonight that those that are brokenhearted, Father, would be healed and comforted. Father, you said, Lord God, for us to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all the morning, Lord, we just pray for your comfort now. Lord, you said you would appoint them that morning dying to give beauty for ashes, old joy for mourning, the garment of praise for heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, and the planting of the Lord that He might be glorified. You build up the old waste cities. You'd take the ruined, wasted things in our life, and you would cause, Lord God, goodness to come out of it. You'd repair them, Lord. We pray for a restoration. Father, we pray, Lord, touch everybody tonight, Lord. Lord, we pray for Nikki John right now, Lord. We pray that you would just touch her in a mighty way. Heal her broken heart. Do a work in her, Lord. Father, we pray for those that are grieving. Those that are in despair, those that are in pain, those that are suffering. Lord, on whatever level it is, Lord, go in by your Holy Spirit and touch. Lord, you said you would give us joy and rejoicing everlasting joy Lord and take away our shame so we pray right now in Jesus name Lord take away the shame take away the shame Father we just give you praise we give you glory we give you honor And, Lord, we just pray, Lord, for your sake, Lord, don't hold your peace. Father, don't rest, Lord, until your righteousness goes forth as as brightness and your salvation goes forth like a lamp that's burning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We just thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would give daily bread to your children. Father, provide their spiritual bread, provide their financial bread, provide, Lord God, their emotional bread, whatever they need. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for a homeless poet tonight. Lord, we pray, Lord God, bless their court situation tomorrow. Favor, favor with the judge, favor with the DA, favor with everybody involved. Lord God, that you, Lord God, would show mercy. Right now we pray for your Holy Spirit to come and comfort those that need it. Lord, we just praise you, Father. Lord, we praise you, Lord. And we just thank you in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. You can call in at 619-638-8458. We've got a few called in listening to the show right now. Quite a few in the chat room. We just want to thank those of you that are in the chat room again. We're praying for Wendy. We're praying for Brother Reno. Praying for our guests. Praying for Homeless Poet. Praying for Will, Radio PI. Praying for uh, Sister Nikki. Praying for Lost X. No X. No More. And, you know, we want to see God's kingdom come in your life. We want to see his will be done. You know, he's pouring out his Holy Spirit. If you'll just stay hungry if you'll seek him with all of your heart, he's looking for hearts that are fully his, if you'll just come after him, just run after him. Don't don't let the circumstances, don't let the trials of life, don't let the fires cause you to run from him. But if you'll just trust, If you'll just trust that God is working it all for your good. God has got a plan. He says in Jeremiah 33.3, call unto me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. And if you'll just seek him and come to him about the things that you don't know, the things that you're not sure of, He'll reveal them to you. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And if you come to him, you've got to believe that he is. Have faith. Have faith in God. He's a good God. Sometimes we can't make sense of this. Situations that we're in in life. You know, we all go through hard trials. We all go through situations and things that, like I said before, sometimes it feels like it just knocks the breath right out of you. But he is the breath of life. You know, even Lazarus was to the point where he was dead, yet Jesus came and was the resurrection in his life. Ezekiel was given a vision of a valley of dry bones. But yet, as he prophesied and declared the word of the Lord over those bones, God's spirit, God's breath entered into them, and he stood them up, and they became an exceeding great army. And sometimes in our life we feel dry. Sometimes in our life we feel the desert heat. Sometimes in our life we feel like it's over. We feel like it's done, it's finished, it's dead. But, you know, God wants to be the resurrection in our life and resurrect some things inside of us so that he can get glory, so that he can get honor, so that he can get the praise out of our lives. You know, there's a lot of things that we'll never know about until we're on that side of eternity. But we can know him on this side. We can know him now. We can trust him now. We can experience him in a real living way. You know, his Holy Spirit is pouring out all over the earth. His knowledge and his glory are covering the earth like the waters cover the sea. And God wants us to know him in a mighty, mighty way. He is for you. God is not against you. Sometimes when the circumstances and the child seem like they're against you, listen, realize we have an enemy. And his job, the enemy's job, is to steal, kill, and destroy our lives, to try to throw our focus, to try to keep us away from God, trying to keep us away from the Holy Spirit, trying to keep us away to a place where we cannot hear God speaking into our spirits and leading us and guiding us into peace. That's why we need to stay kingdom-minded, set our minds on things above, not on the temporal things, not on the things that are passing away, not on the carnality of this life, but set our minds on the things of the spirit. Renew our minds. Let let God transform us. Do metamorphosis. You know, the Bible says don't be weary in well-doing. Sometimes you feel like giving up. Sometimes you feel like you can't deal with it. But the Bible says God doesn't give us more than we can bear. God wants us to hang on. So just hold tight to your profession of faith. You know, they call it a good fight of faith for a reason. It's a war. There's a war going on. There's a war going on for our souls. and We've got to fight with the weapons of warfare. They're not carnal. They're mighty through God, their spiritual weapon. But if you'll not be weary in well-doing, you'll reap a harvest if you faint not. Just don't stop seeking God, don't stop running after the Lord. You know, the enemy is trying to steal our families, trying to steal our blessings, trying to steal our joy, trying to disrupt our emotions and our our well-being, our finances, whatever it is, from relational to financial to physical, even our health. But God is constantly trying to bless us, constantly trying to, Carry us into His plan to point us in the right direction. You know, the Lord He's got a plan, He wants to give us a hope and a future. He's got a plan to prosper us. He's got a plan to set us forward. We've got to get to a place where we hear his voice. We've got to get to a place where we don't stop praying. We need our spirits opened to hear and recognize the voice of God to recognize the leading of the Lord, God will give us some answers on this side of eternity. And there's some things we'll we'll never know about until we're on that side. But the Lord wants us to taste and see that he's good. The Lord wants us to taste and see that He is good. Let's break for a song for a minute,
1: and we'll be right back. May they wait on the Lord they shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings. As eagles They that wait on the Lord Shall renew their strength And they shall mount up with wings As eagles And they shall run and not be weary And they shall walk Come out up with wings as eagles, and they shall run. They shall mount up with wings as eagles.
3: Alright well praise God we're back
2: Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio Just wanted to close out in prayer tonight Father in the name of Jesus We just ask Lord God Your blessings upon our friends In the chat room Father we pray for For Nikki John Father we just ask Lord God Your will be done and your kingdom come in her life Lord just touch her in a mighty way Father, we pray, Lord, that Your presence would just touch everybody in a true and genuine way tonight. Father, we lift up Wendy, we lift up Grandma, Heaven, we lift up our guests and homeless poet, and we just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that You would just touch everybody so powerfully, draw them to Your heart, Lord, remind them of why they're here, remind them of what you're calling them to. Keep them hanging on, Lord. Keep them holding on to you, Lord. Just give them them a future. We just praise you, Father. We thank you, Lord God. And, Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, that you never stop loving us. You never stop believing in us, Jesus. You never stop reaching for us. Lord, help us to come to a place where we never stop reaching for you. We just give you all the praise because you're the only one that's worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, this is Prayer International Radio. Just keep looking up. Keep looking to the Lord. Keep praying. Keep standing in faith, believing. We'll be back tomorrow night, same place, same time. Be encouraged. Good night.